0: You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast.
1: Episode 59.
0: Is it 59? It's 59. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought last week was 57 though.
1: Last week was 58. Was it? Yeah.
0: Wow.
2: Yep. 57 was the uh, last time I was here.
0: Yeah. What's going to happen when we hit retirement age? I guess we get social security. Yeah. We get social security.
2: You get that podcast social security.
0: Oh, I'm sure that pays really well. And by
2: I, and by, ninety three, uh, your your children are just going to put you in a home. Yeah, so it, it all works out. <laughs>
0: Hello, this is real crime. How are you? That's what we'll sound like. Here's our suggested viewing this week. <laughs> I, I like a movie from 1957. My
1: children should have put this show in a home a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't have children, though. Yeah. Yeah. Your children should have put this show in a hole. (laughs) What a hole, what a hole. Mm, Mm.
1: There's a hole in the bucket. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Amber,
0: (laughs) speaking of which, my fiance, when she goes to the west side of the state um, to visit family, there's a place over there called Wesco. Mm. Okay, um, yeah. Gas station. Yep. And yeah. one of the things she loves about the place is they have these pla- – the, she got one of those plastic popcorn tubs. Yeah. So whenever she goes out there, she makes sure she gets her plastic Wesco popcorn tub filled up. And she brings it home, and we're all excited because we have Wesco popcorn to munch on. And I said it to her the other day. I'm like, what if I cut a hole in the bottom of this thing and brought it in there and said, yeah, I want to fill this thing up. And just if they happen to see the hole in the bottom, it would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> I feel I, like that's a common occurrence in West Michigan. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> if you've been there for any amount of time, yeah. you, know, you know exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. You go to school out there. Don't I go you? to
2: school out there, and there are a lot of popcorn dickhole.
1: <laughs> you should you should hand him the bucket and be like, "Is your name Liza?" And they'll be like, "What? There's a hole in the bucket,
0: dear Liza." <laughs> <laughs> But I told Amber that, and she wasn't too happy. She's like, don't put a hole in my bucket. I'm like, well, it won't be a big one. Don't worry. It's me. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. All right. So, yeah, episode 58, we had a really cool show planned for tonight. night. As always, the last few weeks have kind of, I think things are just getting crazier in our personal lives, mm-hmm. uh, and we're doing this show full on, uh, but our planning is going out the door, which I think, like, I you know, at my age, that's fun shit. I like just kind of flying by the seat of my pants anymore.
1: I, I'm fine with the lack of a ton of planning. I mean, it's sometimes a little more fun and a little more loosey goosey to do it the way we do it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Improv
2: yeah. is improv is the best, unless it's like 10 minutes of just people going. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I've heard.
0: Things like that. Well, we've yeah. had
1: total improv episodes, like at the beginning when we were doing yeah. this, and that yeah. was that got a little rambunctious. So I mm-hmm. think, oh, we were bad. Having just a little bit of organization goes a long, long the, way. The no. first
0: couple shows I think we did here, not to be nostalgic at this point, because there's not really any reason to be nostalgic about a year ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those some of those were pretty bad. They were they were pretty ugly.
1: Well, they're just uproarious, and they're like it's just us hanging out. It's yeah, okay yeah, for yeah. some podcasts. It's okay to throw yeah. one of those in there every once in a while. Yeah. But, yeah, the sexual innuendo got a little out of control, and the mom jokes oh, were just like- my <laughs>
0: mother ever heard one of these shows, I'd oh, be I know. so dead. I'd be well, so dead. Well, we
1: don't really do that anymore, though. So I think yeah. she'd be okay now. We do it off air. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I still do your mom, though. Oh
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So- News this week. Yeah, news. Go for it. And Chris, you know, looking rough. Nah. But you're here.
1: I feel okay. I'm I'm going to get through this somehow. What do we have in the news this so, week? So in the news this week, Mila Jovovich has been cast as the villain in the Hellboy reboot. Yes. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be cool to see her do something completely different. Mm. Yeah. Get away from the Resident Evil movies yeah, yeah. and try. It's, a, it's old hat for her now. Yeah. do something else. Something new. Yeah, Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Annabeth Gish is returning to the X-Files in season 11. She's coming back as Monica Reyes, which I kind of thought they might do. Okay. Remember, Mm -hmm. she came in towards the end when they brought in Doggett in Reyes because they were going to yeah it's been Dukovny a while. and anderson were supposedly going to leave the show yeah so they brought in new characters but then the show ended up just going off the air, off the air yeah. well she's going to reprise her role as agent raya's on outstanding.
0: there outstanding
1: awesome. yeah, yeah i'm excited happened. she's a she's a great actor she was really good on sons of anarchy too yeah yeah so uh trailer was finally released for darren aronofsky's mother
0: i haven't watched it it's i a, saw the thing for it today and i want to watch that it, it's it's out there right it's a great fucking trailer
2: Okay, it's it's scary as hell. It, yeah, it looks it looks insane. I'm I, i i have been waiting to the poster grabbed me the one with the heart. That yeah, that's yeah. a great poster. Yeah, and that trailer I was like I need to see this movie. Can't as, wait! As
0: I can't wait. For it. I'm a, I'm gonna probably watch that when I get home tonight. The trailer because I yeah so busy today with work I just couldn't have a chance to. Yup, it's and a watch good it. one. Yeah, work in
1: sure. life definitely get in the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> with that said, in other TV news, the head of Showtime today. Unfortunately, says that there is no further Twin Peaks planned for now. They're going to go into talks with David Lynch about it, but as of right now, there's nothing on the table.
0: Didn't Lynch say he wasn't going to do any anymore, anyways? This was his last hurrah. Well, I, I, I
2: get from what from the way he's talked about it, he seems there's a couple things out there. He seems open to doing it, but I I don't know if audiences are as like receptive to the return. Right and it you know not to disparage it because i think it's probably one of the better things that's been on tv but it's it's a fucking challenge for some people it's weird and out there there's a episode about a fucking atomic bomb obian uh, art film <laughs> right right that's the kind of shit you don't show on tv yeah um i think showtime if they they should try
1: they should coddle it a little bit
2: because Every other thing on Showtime is like, oh well, that that looks like when I can wait for Netflix. Yeah, this is like a killer show, and I, I imagine in September when it ends, those fucking subscriptions are gonna plop down.
1: Oh yeah, because they had their they had a historic subscription sign up mm. when the show was getting ready to premiere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're probably right. They're gonna lose millions of subscribers when Jeez. that show goes off. Ba-ba. Yeah, boom, done. So hopefully they work it out. And then in other news, David Letterman actually has a short-run talk show that's coming to Netflix. It's going to be a six-episode series, but it's going to be another talk show. So Uh I'm not sure if this is something that they're going to try and see how it works, but it's where Letterman belongs. Yeah, He's not old enough to be retired fully, Yeah, so maybe if he can do you know 12 16 episodes yeah. a year for Netflix so yeah Netflix is just continuing
0: it's to a, churn shit it's a lighter load out. it's a lighter would, load you know
2: i would watch it i'm i'm hoping that one of the long form interviews is a really awkward and uncomfortable one with jay leno that was- <laughs> just because <laughs> oh i'm a God. fan of painful experiences yeah and 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 you know i yeah i like i've i've liked letterman i i'm saddened that he just kind of disappeared so it's it's kudos to netflix for at least nabbing him for he's something. He's
1: got a great comedic everyman sensibility. You know, it, it is kind of sad that he's not on the air anymore. Yeah. So, and then last but not least today, this is more Netflix news. Disney announced today they're pulling all their content from Netflix. Everything they own is being pulled from Netflix, and Disney is starting its own streaming service well, what
0: are we what were we talking about last, last week? week the exact this is exactly the example we were talking about about you know i love netflix mm-hmm. i like it a lot but it's
1: it's antiquated
0: well yeah there you go thank you yeah um where you have all these specialized platforms being built now for whatever you want and we know disney people I'm engaged to a Disney person, Mm -hmm. and when she hears about this, it's going to cost me more money every month. Guaranteed. You you know, here's the problem
1: I have with Netflix is, in my bedroom, we just have Netflix in a Blu-ray player. In a swing. And it's in a swing, and (laughs) I don't want to talk about the the ball gag. Leather suits. Anyways. Moving on from the ball gag. <laughs> um, no, that's
0: exactly what we talked about last week. It's yeah. a perfect example.
1: Well, mm-hmm. last night, I put on Netflix. I'm going to bed. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch something on Netflix to fall asleep to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can find is Sandy Wexler, the latest Adam Sandler oh, movie. God. I put that on for 10 minutes, and then I, I'm like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. Their interface is outdated. It's hard to find shit, and it's not right. Amazon. Has it pinned, nailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much more intelligent. But again, we're beating a dead
0: horse because we talked about this last Yeah, sweet. but this just kind of nails. It's another nail in their coffin, though. From-
2: I, I, I'm so sick of the different amount of fucking streaming services. Yeah. I, I It drives me up a fucking wall. It, like, okay, we're going to reach a point in the next two years where there's going to be a streaming service for, like, any niche... Or, or possible thing you can name, it's gonna yeah. happen.
0: Well, if you have, if you have very specific interest, it's perfect. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it is perfect. But eventually, something is gonna come out that's gonna be a, a broad stroke, long form streaming service that has the exploitation stuff, has light porn on it, has kid stuff, has adult mm-hmm. stuff, has yeah. horror. That's really what we need, and that's what Amazon has yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So. I think this Disney thing with Netflix is going to be
0: That's going to be a punch in the gut. That's going to yeah. be one of the
1: first nails in the coffin yeah. for them. Yeah. totally. So you just no. got to wonder how did that happen? Their contract just probably expired with Netflix yeah. and they said Don't. Or Disney or said Disney said it, or, saw
0: the money. Yeah, Disney <laughs> said or Disney like a lot of providers, Disney said, "Hey, uh, if you want to have our, you know, there may have been a contract that came up and they said, "Well, hey, <laughs> well, we want another couple million dollars." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You t- you're using all of our stuff. Right. You know, and that happens all the time. That happens with all the cable providers. You ever wonder why your cable bill keeps going up and up? I mean, you know, and dare I side with a provider like that. But I do understand that. These people are dealing with hundreds and hundreds of different providers on their platform, and they're all going to be wanting more money. So, unfortunately, it always comes down to the consumer, right? So, it's the same idea there, I think. I
1: I just think, you know, this is a big blow to Netflix, and I think hopefully it's a wake up call for them. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: totally. in
1: releases this week, we don't really have much. The summer's starting to wind down. Yeah. Most of the huge blockbusters are kinda done for. I don't really know of anything big that's still coming out this summer. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. So this week we've got Annabelle Creation coming Sorry, out.
2: Yeah, I'm going to the uh screening of that tomorrow. Tomorrow. And
1: then you saw the other one that's coming out this week, the Glass Castle. You were at that tonight. So yeah, you've got a party, partying. Yeah.
2: I'm exhausted.
1: It's all movie sleuth (laughs) all week for Liam. It's been draining. Yeah. So really no big releases. So in suggested viewings for myself this week, Saturday, I actually got a day off of work. And this is amazing what I did on Saturday because I haven't been able to do this in forever. I sat on my couch for hours. I watched Close Encounters. Oh, Mm. man. I watched Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon, which is almost kind of like a Death Wish remake in Mm -hmm. many facets. I watched Get Out with Alicia and the kids. Uh They loved it. Connor and Bethany loved that movie. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool that you've got teenagers that will actually enjoy that movie and understand the social aspects of that movie. Mm -hmm. Then I watched The Killer Inside Me with Casey Affleck, Mm -hmm. which is another really good one with Jessica Alba in it. okay. And then the final one I watched, and this is going to be my suggested viewing for this week, is Killer Joe. I love with,
2: Killer Joe
1: with Matthew McConaughey. I haven't oh seen it. Oh
2: my god! It's 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 Friedkin, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a oh, William really? Friedkin movie. Yeah. You'll have to borrow that one this week. It's because fu- you will lose your shit for this movie.
0: Well, you have a copy of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's mm. he's a lawman, Sweet. but he is a serial. Oh, well, not sorry. Oh, it's Friedkin. He's a also. killer. He's a killer awesome. for hire mm. on the side. And it's very, very... Graphic. Very graphic. <laughs> uh, it's got Juno Temple in it, too, yes. who's always sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's got a great cast. Gina Gershon is in mm-hmm. it also. Yeah. Uh, All
0: right, I'll grab it tonight.
1: Yeah, That's it's great. really good. And it, it, like Liam said, it's really graphic. It's It'll very fuck slope. You. <laughs> It's very slow-paced. But the, the whole chicken wing scene, Oh, dude, my God. Suck it. Oh my Suck god! That
2: oh, I can't the, wait for this now. That yeah. was the most I I we I stumbled upon that with friends as a midnight <laughs> movie on HBO, and holy shit! When that scene happened, we we just lost our oh shit. God, we couldn't man. believe that was real. Yeah, Liam, so, what do you got for this week? For this week, uh, I didn't you know haven't seen a lot of movies, so I'm gonna go with uh, the new uh, Wet Hot American Summer sequel, Wet Hot American Summer Ten Years Later, <laughs> and it, it's it's a combination of the absurdity of the series and uh, the big chill in these reunion movies. And if you ever want to see a, a can of mixed vegetables have doggy style sex with somebody, wet, hot American summer 10 years later, I'm fucking in. Oh my
1: God.
0: <laughs> I'm so into this. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's got kind of a visual. I'm like, how does that actually work, man? Don't use
1: my name in vain. Sonic. This
0: week has sucked for me. I've been so busy with other things. Um, did go see Dunkirk last night. We mentioned that. Um, you know, And we'll, we'll probably get into that more later on. I don't want to go nuts on that right now. We mm-hmm. did to go to the theater and see that last night. Um, I did sit down and watch... I found a I found a nice burner copy of it um, on on Safari this weekend. Uh, True Romance, oh, uh, which we talk about that movie a lot on here, yeah. And it's been a while since I actually sat down and really digested it again. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that because we're going to talk about that movie some more tonight, I think, a little bit too, as a part of what our subject is mm-hmm. for this evening. Is yeah. so there anything else we got to talk about before that? No,
1: dude, we're done. We're, we got to. Like, oh the yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to just mention Yo. Projectorscreen.com. Yeah, check dude. them out. Yeah, yeah. rad. Great, great site. Rad. Yep. We Best love them. Yeah. Got yep. to
0: totally, totally go there. Go there.
1: Projectorscreen.com. They
0: won't send you What's viruses in your bag? or anything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to have but, some slogan there. Yeah. Projectorscreen.com. <laughs> What's on your screen?
1: <laughs>
0: Projectorscreen.com. We're projecting this onto you. <laughs> We're projecting this onto you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, rad, rad. Check it out. Mm. Totally awesome. All right, so projectorscreen
1: dot Project this bitch. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Mother- They'll use that Tucker. one too.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the one. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll to do a bunch <laughs> of
0: liners for them. Yeah, like what do you guys? Yeah, what do you think about that? On second thought, we don't want you guys. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, they're like, nah. They're I'm gonna put us that. on ice. This yeah. does not
1: represent our company in a meaningful way.
0: They're gonna put us on ice. Yes. Which is the subject for tonight. Real Ooh. crime, the crime episode. <laughs> the crime. Oh, fuck, man. I don't even think about it that way. <laughs> this is the real crime, crime episode, like Chris said. That's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Crime movies. You know, and disclaimer. You know, and I, I mean, I, I cranked together another list here, another all star list. Um, and. There's going to be, you know, that's what's so frustrating about movies is this, this bleed over shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. it's a tough thing to try to, you know, and you sit there and rack your brain and go, what, what, what new? And I think we got a few things on here, a few zingers that I think you'll really, you'll really be like, oh, I'm going to check that out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, crime movies. Um, probably my favorite genre. I mean, that it, it, to me, I really, if I've ever taken stuff away from a film, that I shouldn't have taken away. <laughs> like bad influences. It's crime. Right? Yeah. Crime. Not, not not like that I'm out robbing banks. I'm not some arch criminal. But I think, and you know, I've watched a million documentaries on the mafia. I've read a mm-hmm. million books on the mafia because I find the subject absolutely fascinating. And I'm not alone. There's a lot of people. Not that crime films are all about the mafia either. Yeah. But I mean, that's a real big thread under all this stuff. And I just think there is an aura and a mystique. And, you know, even if you read about Vegas and things like that back, you know, in the heyday of Vegas, gangsters, you know, uh, wise guys, they were treated like rock stars. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. People worship these people. Right. And that, you know, not only because I think I don't think it was a matter of like, well, they're scared of you because, you know, you might just kill them or something. But it's just like, well, this person like this is like this is a real one percenter right here. This is a fucking renegade. This is an outlaw right um and to meet somebody like that and you know i've got to meet we both i think we've all rubbed rubbed elbows with people like that and it's like there is a certain like wow like you're like you don't have a job
1: but you have more money than
0: i do how the fuck does that work right um there's that mystique and aura about the thing um that i find fascinating so when you take a film that maybe you know enhances these ideas it's a film, so it's going to be something fun to watch, of course, you know maybe. it just it, well, yeah, there's some real bullshit out there too, but there, it's just a fascinating subject for me, so I love watching movies around this thing, so I gobble up whatever I can, and yeah, I have what like oh dude it's a film about the mafia why don't I watch it and it, some of this stuff gets really dumb, it gets really bad, right mm-hmm. there's really and they're on this list, I think there's only a real handful of. True crime, like I shouldn't say true crime films, but crime films that really are, you know, they they've withstood the test of time, for example. right. Well,
1: I mean, the first one that I that my eyes are drawn to on this list we have here is the Godfather trilogy, because that's kind of like the ultimate crime saga. You get the beginning, the middle and the end. And I don't yeah. care what anybody says about The Godfather 3, that movie holds a righteous spot in that trilogy other than Coppola's daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The was, movie so, holds Sophia, was it Sophia Coppola. Yeah, yeah, Sophia Coppola, fucking terrible actress.
2: Terrible.
1: Terrible actress. She shouldn't have been in there, but the movie holds water just because it's such a great conclusion to that entire well part saga yeah and coppola g- gave us again the beginnings in sicily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and then we have everything that takes place in the godfather the godfather two and the godfather three you have a full arc
0: well there's there. a lot there's mm-hmm. a lot you know i think it's one of those rare occurrences because i mean we all know that you could watch a good film Maybe a film that's you know that has a pretty good story, you know, it's done halfway. Mm-hmm. But if you have some really bad acting in it, it'll just tank the whole project. Yeah, right? yeah. this is one of those occurrences to me that Sophia Coppola is so bad; she's that, terrible. However, the story,
2: <laughs> Liam's just shaking his head. I, I hate I, I I remember seeing Godfather Three and going, "Oh my god, what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. performance?" Yeah.
0: But the story itself, mm-hmm. when you take it in context with the rest of the whole the whole trilogy, absolutely the 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 weight the story has now, and I mean, I think I may have mentioned this in the past about the Godfather. What Coppola wanted to name the Godfather Three was actually he didn't want to call it Godfather Three. Right. He wanted to call it the Death of Michael Corleone. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's name. a tragedy. That would have been a that would have been a better title. And I
2: like the stuff with Michael in the movie. That, that to me,
0: is the heart oh, of the bad. movie. Oh, Pacino killed it. He, I mean, he just...
2: Yeah, he's not... It's one of the, you know, latter-day performances where he's not on autopilot. And he's not on Coke. Yeah, he's you. not, like, a parody of what he used to be. Well, I'm if you look... Sk- my beef with yeah. uh, Godfather 3 is that there was, like, a, a plot where it was him versus Tom Hagen. Yes. And that would have been a great fucking movie. Yeah. Right. And then instead it's You know, it's still good. It's still a good movie, but you're you're like died. Yeah, (laughs) Hagen Hagen died. It's just like here's here's one, here's two, and they're at the very top of the mountain, and then kind of hanging out below is you know Godfather three. It's not a bad movie to shake a stick at, and a lot of people hate
0: it. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, of the three, of course, I'm going to put that at the bottom of the heap. Of course. Oh yeah, the first two movies are so incredible. Mm-hmm. There's just so much density to those films. It's
1: hard to maintain that level for three films. It's no, like Return can't. of the Jedi. You, can't. Yeah. you know, you it's can't. a good movie, but it's not the best Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Godfather Three.
0: I love looking at Al Pacino yes. in all those movies, though. I mean, and you talk about a range from an actor, and oh, you yeah. see where he came from in the original Godfather to where he is in Godfather Three. Um, he is this bombastic love you know you love the man just like you love vito corleone Mm -hmm. i mean you loved him because he was a sweet man you know and you 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 keep forgetting about you know what this fucking guy really is and what he's responsible for right Mm -hmm. you keep forgetting about you you want to look at all the beautiful things about this person yeah um you know there's a there's a great line from part three where you know michael corleone his ex-wife i always forget her name um but he's like you know they're in there you know they're In Italy, And he's like, well, here, I'd like you to spend some time. I'll show you some history about the family here. And she's like, I think I have enough history about the family. (laughs) And she kind (laughs) of blows him off. It's a great little, like, exchange. Um, You know, and there's just so much. The guy is so full of regret. I mean, think about what happened in part two. Oh, yeah. Just think about what this guy has on his shoulders now, the rest of his life, and how this thing comes crashing down everything he's tried to do was to better himself and better his family you know and i mean there's another line from part three where you do hear, where he says he's like look i everything i've done was to protect you and the kids from the horrors of this world you know uh and then the line to re, what her retraction or her response was but yeah but you became the horror yeah yeah. Right? And There's it's just, the truth. Dude, you can't yeah. fuck with that kind of writing, dude. You can't yeah. fuck with that. Even though three is not that great, it's not nearly as good as one and two, you can't fuck with that kind of a premise, those mm-hmm. ideas. Right? What
1: I like, though, is that, again, you get closure with part three. Oh, you do. He suffers the same fate as his father.
0: Basically, but, he's lived his whole life in this world. But the difference, though, is he died alone. True. Mm-hmm. That's the tragedy of the film right there is that this man has it all. He's got everything. He's got money. He's got power, even at his old age. I mean, even though he retired, right? Yeah. Where Vito Corleone, when we lose Vito Corleone, it was a tragedy also. But he died. Not, I know, we all know the end, how he passed away. You know, mm-hmm. and he wasn't physically, yeah, okay. He was just with his grandson. But he didn't die alone. Right where that's I think what the symbolism at at the end of the Godfather Three is is just him in that chair by himself with that goofy hat on, and there's just no one around him. He's just in this beautiful villa by himself, and he just. Yep, I gotta watch. I gotta watch these movies again. I used to. I gotta do it again too. It's so there's so much to look at that, it's so sad. And yeah, there's just so many ways you can interpret this. I know, and this is just kind of me spouting out my bullshit. But yeah, you're right Chris. I mean it really is the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, I think every damn gangster movie in some
1: way tries to tries emulate that to replicate it tries to emulate some that. part of The Godfather.
0: I mean, The Godfather was when I was a kid, I mean, it was, it was one of those movies that was forbidden to watch for a long time. You can't watch The Godfather. It's too violent. It's too violent. It's too violent which it really isn't. It's not a very I mean, there's a lot of murder, we know. But it's in yeah. very small spurts. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is just the ultimate in drama, man. Some of the greatest storytelling you'll ever see. So yeah, I mean, we really blew our load on that. I mean, that was we, yeah. that was like the headliner right yeah. there. but that's okay. That's, that's all right. Okay. The Godfather is absolutely incredible, and everything we talk about after this. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's there. It's great, but it's not going <laughs> to hold a candle. Yeah. That's okay. Um, okay. We might as well just go to number two on the heap if we're just going to go consecutively down here mm. and we're just going to end with a really shit film that we all hate or something like that. But Goodfellas, which we did talk about last week, I think, or a couple weeks ago, yeah, we, we, we went. We, we went jacked off the Goodfellas. Goodfellas really, really hard. Um, and we'll do it again this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Goodfellas, while it isn't the Godfather, it to me, it just doesn't have that majesty. I think Goodfellas is more street. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. where the godfather is more of this majestic thing like you know this ruling faction you know where you're learning about the inner workings of things as far as and the book you know even the the godfather book i mean you learn a lot i mean that's one thing that's kind of a bummer and it's one of those books like it was it was a tough thing to try to make into a movie as it was Mm -hmm. um mario puzo wrote a masterpiece there and there's so many details that you don't get in the movie from the book. It's one of those classic things, right? Mm-hmm. But it really does talk more about the majesty, and you get that you know, through the movie. You still get that idea. Uh, Goodfellas is, I think, more of a street film. Mm. It's about organized crime. It is about the mafia. You see the higher-ups. You see the bosses and the dons and whatnot. But really, it's, it's a street thing. The, the, the central characters of the film really are soldiers. They're, yeah. the, they're kind of the underlings right yeah they're men with money they're men with power they're you know they're 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 connected guys Mm -hmm. but we're not really focused on the upper echelon of things we're focused on the street here um it's gotta hate that i don't want to be redundant we just jacked off. well i don't want
1: to be redundant either but you know goodfellas in some ways does mirror the godfather because this is another story about quote unquote the American dream.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, he's trying to live the American dream via being a criminal. But he that's the only life he knows. Yeah. yeah. It's the only life he knows. And he is going to do whatever he can and whatever he can reach in his grasp to reach the American dream. That's what that movie is really mm-hmm. about.
0: Well, Goodfellow starts with Hank Hill aspiring to be something. And it ends with him aspiring to be something. Mm-hmm just on different sides of you know uh, on different sides of it yeah. right it's that yearning both ways the yearning to be something and the yearning to go back to something right uh, hank hills a fascinating character even in real life i've read i've read a lot oh, of stuff yeah. about the guy yeah. um, and you know i mean of course good well, there's there's a lot of shit that's bullshit on there okay fine whatever right <laughs> <You know. laughs> but at risk, we don't want to go nuts and be totally redundant here. Goodfellas is the shit. <laughs>
1: Liam looks like he wants to spit something. I I, I, all do,
2: I do, got. I I think in, when we're talking about um, Goodfellas, I'd say Goodfellas is the punk rock version of, yeah. of the Godfather. That's a great way to look at it because you you look at the end song of Goodfellas. It's my way. It's the the um, Sid Sid Vicious. Yeah. yeah, cover. Well, yeah, well, that, that the there's a lot of rock
0: and, and roll it. in the film.
2: And you compare that, you contrast that to yeah. the, the lyricism and the the beautiful strings mm-hmm. in in The Godfather, and then here's this nitty gritty, you know, constant sound of rock and roll and doo wop music that plays throughout the entire film.
1: You're more right of about the, that. More You're of totally the American right. dream. Yeah. More yeah. Of that, you know.
0: But it's more down to earth. Like I said, it's more street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't have the heavenly. Esh, you know, the, the, the majesty, like I was oh. saying before, it is more straight. <laughs> and you're, that, that's a great way to, you know, to look at that is it is more of the punk rock kind of idea of the Godfather, you know, wise guys driving around, hanging out, driving in these big old cars. And, you know, it's it's also at a later time, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the eras we're looking at. I mean, of course, you know, the eras for the Godfather span, you know, 70 years just about mm-hmm. um, where Goodfellas is only like, you know, one small, you know, maybe couple decades, yeah, like you know, thirty, like three decades, probably yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, about three decades. Yeah, because
1: yeah. it goes from him in his early teens until maybe he's so in like his forties, which which 40s, may 50s, have been,
0: which may have been like right around the. If you're looking, I mean, I can't, I don't have exact dates, but The Godfather, yeah, him start, Hank Hill starting out, maybe right around the same time The Godfather. And know, it was same like a lot of that
1: Rolling Stone stuff that's in there is mm-hmm. 60s, 70s 60s, era. Yeah, there you so, go. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah. they
0: move forward, uh, you know, and. One thing that I found interesting, you know, Goodfellas really focused on drugs. Mm-hmm. You got I a lot love of them, I even love though drugs it, Drugs are the well, best. <laughs> you know, and and that thread followed in The Godfather also, where Vito Corleone, you know, said, "I don't want anything to do with this shit," and that was, his, you know, ultimately would, was his mm-hmm. his demise, more or less. Um, where Goodfellas kind of, you know, they even though it's frowned upon, also like, nope, you know. Cut the garbage out, you know, don't be doing that. It's that's a big that,
1: part in the Sopranos, was,
0: too. Yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, but Goodfellas really dives into that, you know, where they you know, that's where the money's at. Hell, yeah. there's a shitload of money in this, you know. So there there is that, and again, that kind of goes back, I think, to the street thing, right? The street idea, um, which is more Goodfellas. You know, I want to go off script here, also off the sheet and move up, I want to move away from Goodfellas, because we've beaten the hell out of it. Okay. Thing, but it's the shit. If you haven't seen it, it you're fucked. It you're, you're crazy. Let's let Liam throw one out yeah, go ahead. there. Yeah, let me let
2: me, see, uh, let me see. Well, let me look at that it. list
0: because I want to throw a quick one out here. Okay. Because I just came into my head and I can't yeah. believe I didn't put it on my I I didn't put it on my sheet. You take that and you read that.
2: All righty. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Mean, st- main
0: Streets. Mean, oh st- yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Talk about street. That's street. That's like another level down. I think. Mm-hmm. From like as far as like how on this hierarchy of like organized crime and that's
1: Scorsese too, correct? That's yeah,
2: that's yeah. Scorsese. That's his like so, second or first. It, it, film.
0: it was one of his very early films, and you know that's a, that's a, it. You know De Niro, yeah, who plays yeah. a a very different role. I mean, well, he was very young though too, yeah. right? But I if, was if very
1: young and he needed the money. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I feel like if you're like a lot of people that see, you know, know, they saw De Niro in his like, you know, 40s up until how he, you know, where he is now and some of the harder, more hard ass roles he's played. If you watch De Niro in Main Streets, he's this freaking punk kid, pain in the ass punk kid who does. He's an adult, but there's and you see him. I've watched that movie over and over again. and just watched De Niro how. Like, something stupid happens, and he just, like, laughs like a little dumbass kid. (laughs) There's a
2: lot of vulnerability and, like, angst in that performance. Yeah, Which you can can kind of see it. And the same goes for um, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Where it it is that kind of, like, fiery energy that is in a lot of those early 70s crime stuff. Yeah. Where you you just see these guys who are just full of fire and passion, and they're they're horrible fuck-ups, and that, that's part of the charm of the movie.
0: Yeah. It, it's a fun film to watch. It ends, it's one of them ones that end kind of weird. I mean, it, it it ends, I guess, how it should end. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It don't end with some like, you know, well, well hey, we're just going to be totally cool and live in this neighborhood and things will be great. It don't end that way. It's it's what I would refer to, like David Chase referred to The Sopranos. Like, you know, people always, and I don't know if we've really gotten into this riffing here on the show with The Sopranos, but we all, and I don't want to spoil But we all know how The Sopranos ended, right? Mm -hmm. And people went fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. People went fucking nuts because there wasn't this, like, perfectly bowed little present given to you. It was
1: supposed to be a slice of life. It was not supposed to be the full story of The Sopranos. It was meant to be
0: a part of Mm -hmm. his life. David Chase literally said, this is a glimpse into the life of, of organized Soprano, crime, yeah, of Tony Soprano and his family. I mean, all those people. It's a glimpse into their life. It's, this is not a story with a beginning and an end. Right?
1: It's really too bad that Gandolfini died because I had always hoped oh, that at man, some point they would come yeah. back to that and do like a two and a half hour movie oh, on I always. i been so where happy. we went oh, after yeah. that because I don't really think he died in the end of that. A lot of people say he, he died. He didn't die. No, I don't think he died. Yeah, we yeah, gotta watch it again. But yeah. Mean
0: Streets. I I I kind of call it the same way as The Sopranos. It's a glimpse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a series of events that happened. There were things that happened as a result of people's actions. And that's how we got to the end of the film.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that was it. It ends very abruptly. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, the, remember.
1: It's been so long since I've a seen that It's a very abrupt movie.
0: ending. And I don't want to go into the details of it. If yeah. you haven't seen it, go see it. Fucking great flick. I didn't mean to go off script there, but oh, no. it's well, one I thought of that I can't believe I didn't write That's down. A I, That's a great movie. It's a great movie. I would be upset if
2: you didn't mention it Streets. <laughs> 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 um, what do you got, Liam? I'm gonna go with, you know, shifting away from the mob a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna go with one of my favorite films ever, Fargo. Oh God. I love I love the Cohen brothers. I love their absurdism. I love the way the characters in this movie are all kind of Horribly incompetent. Yeah, I I love William H Macy's character because he's probably was... one of the most pathetic and desperate characters I've ever seen in a movie. He's one of the worst criminals. Oh my god, have... he
0: bungles everything. Yeah. yeah, um, I've only seen Fargo a couple of times, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's offsetting because you know there's supposed to be this diabolical thing running under the film. But yeah, it's it's riddled with all this, and it's not it's it's done very 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 well. well. Here's the thing about Fargo,
1: though. Yeah, is you kind of hit the nail on the head. He's a bumbling idiot, and he fucks everything up. Yeah. And the thing that I take away from that movie is, again, I hate to say the term "slice of life" again, mm-hmm. but that's what Fargo is. It's regular people thrown into an absurd
2: situation and that shows up in a lot of the cohen stuff oh
1: yeah for sure
2: and even even the great tv show that it inspired um but I never saw that. It's it's worth checking yeah. out. It's really, really good. I'm not as crazy about season three as people are, but the first two seasons, I think, are pretty solid. There's some weird shit in them, though. Yeah. But
1: Frances McDormand is awesome. She's in, one of my
2: favorite characters.
1: She's like one of my favorite history. actresses because she's always just on the top of the pile. She always does a great job.
0: Pregnant woman. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I, I don't know all my names in that. Yeah. That was the most tense part of the film. Yes. Was you have this mm-hmm. pregnant cop running around doing <sighs> cop shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like badass. And you badass. Just, you're thinking
1: the entire time. Something bad has there got you go. to happen to something her. Something
0: bad's gonna happen to her. Right? Um, yeah. And that's we'll just leave it at that. That's that's what really stressed me out about. And maybe that's why I haven't watched it as much as I should have. Is that, mm-hmm. that really kind of fucking stressed me out, like, oh my god, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, watch this pregnant woman running around in a cop outfit, you know, going after bad guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic movie. Yes. Fantastic movie. You can't touch it. Um, one I want to th- I-, I threw on this list, too. Have you guys ever seen The Long Good Friday? I have not. I need a What? It, Helen Mirren's in it. No, um, I haven't seen it. It's, a, it's an English. I mean, I'm sorry. We're going back to the mob. I didn't mean to do that. No, that's, no um, it's whatever. This is <laughs> one of those ones that really put the hook in me for some reason. There's some very, um, you know, Helen Mirren plays in this. I don't know the whole cast on it, but it's one I've seen a couple of times, and I, you know, it's it's one of those ones. Where I'm like, oh, I need a copy of that. I want to watch the shit out of that movie, mm-hmm. and I keep forgetting. Like, oh, I gotta get focused on this. But it's one of those ones. Whenever I end up like in a flea market or some movie thing, or I'm at some trade show, I'm like, oh, I should look for a Long Good Friday, the Long Good Friday, and see if somebody's got a bummer copy of it. I can just watch right it's one of those ones i should just go on ebay or wherever the amazon or that shit they have now and just buy it and get a copy of it. because it's it's one of my favorite like you know organized crime films it's an english mafia film um and you know it's a story i don't want to if you haven't seen it it's one of those ones i really don't want to spoil because it's really super cool but there's some pretty there's some shit that these people do in this film <laughs> it's english you know so it's a different idea about Well, miles. and
1: sometimes we have a hard time adapting to their sensibilities yeah. Yeah. in movies. So
0: there's just some things these guys do uh, in that film that really I was like, I think it's why it really put the hook in me was just watching just how brutal these guys could be. And I'm like, well, you're the English. I thought you were supposed to be all prim and proper and shit. <laughs> no. Not the case at all, and there's a, there's a battle with the Irish mafia. You know the Irish, Ooh. you know that are that are coming in. Um, it's a really cool flick. I don't want to go too far into it though. Cause, I mean, I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it, and I don't want to screw it up for people. Um, Chris, what do you got? You know, Baton I'm going back. Ass.
1: I'm going back to the Cohen's again because no country for old men. Thank man. you. Thank yes. you. You read my mind. Easily one of the best crime dramas ever made Mm -hmm. that it's like pure americana also at the same time and tommy lee jones is absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. in this movie
0: but this is one of those ones too you know you ever watch a story unfold and be like you're not disappointed
1: this is what's so great about this movie like Mm -hmm. this is it the intersecting timelines of the movie, yeah, and the, you know you've got this villain that you don't really know much about. There's mm. nothing. Established Javier Bardem in has him. created he's, he's one. Cipher. Yeah, yeah.
0: created one of the fuckedest characters I've ever <laughs> the seen. The fuckedest. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Javier Javier Bardem, uh, Anton Chigurh. That's a character. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the bonus materials on the DVD, and they yeah. talked about Anton Chigurh, and the idea. That Javier had about that when they were kind of ripping on this idea, like this character was like, right. "I want him to be with no nationality, basically. I I don't want him to have any type of identifiable nationality." And if you look at him, that character—he's
1: a mishmash of everything. He's got he's, that
2: goofy he's just haircut, a, a cipher. He's just this blank yeah. thing of chaos that comes into the town.
0: And there's even like this, like. <laughs> I could, we could it's do a whole show, I think, on this character. I think so. I think so, too. There is the scenes where he comes running in like he's been shot in the leg,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? There's a whole really cool sequence of but him it, fixing himself. And it ahead. doesn't affect him. Nothing affects affect him. He just, he just keeps going.
1: He's a force of nature.
0: But that, but the thing about that though is that there's the scenes after that, after he was shot, where he's still out there doing what he's supposed to be doing, what he wants to do. And I couldn't help myself. He come running into a room with that goofy limp, and I can't like, <laughs> I I kind of giggled a little bit because I'm like, the guy's kind of funny, you know what I mean? But he, he is funny. But then he lifts that shotgun up, and you're like, oh, oh fuck. Which is some of the most eerie action sequences. See I don't I, go ahead.
1: To me the villain he plays in this movie, yeah. He's not a faceless villain, but in some context he is. Again, because we don't know anything about him. There's nothing for us to go on with this guy other than he is evil incarnate and he just doesn't
0: give a shit flip about what happens flip the coin yeah you saw me right that's the character yeah you know and we see we see both sides of this I mean, for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. we see both sides of what can happen yeah in great detail um yeah some of the most as i was saying some of the most eerie action sequences with no sound
2: Oh, my gosh. The sound design in that movie Fucking is wild. masterful. Fucking That wild. sequence when uh, Brolin and uh, Bardem are just, they're just shooting at each other. They're just running, and it's the most real and terrifying. Drive. Um,
0: just drive. Just, drive. Just what? what? Yeah.
2: It's just gut-wrenching.
0: Yeah. It's because you don't, like, you know, you hear, like, I, I guess the idea, like, you know, in a gunfight. You hear <laughs> twang, bang, draw, draw. So and you then, get, just
2: this—it's just psh.
0: yeah. You, are you but you you don't you don't you're not even hearing any type of whirring or whizzing. Mm-hmm. You're all you're hearing is glass breaking and, and bones cracking.
1: And I think that's probably how it really would be in a real mm-hmm. gunfight. That's yeah, the coolest yeah. thing about that is it seems like oh shit. It's not like what you see in these movies where it's like,
0: da, 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 you know, it's some guy emptying fifteen rounds out of a yeah. six shooter. Like, what the hell, dude? Really? You know? <laughs> no, there's something very, yeah, it's just
1: eerie. I just love this movie. I just I, love I, it.
2: I think it's a perfect double feature with Fargo because yes. they complement each other. You have a film that is a meditation. Fargo is a meditation about good. Mm. You know, good triumphing over evil. That's that's a clear. You can get right. from that. No Country for Old Men is the exact opposite. It's that the evil that men can do can sometimes consume you and the people around you, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not good enough to fight it. No, and that's just when I saw No Country for Old Men, and it just it hits you like a fucking train.
0: Yeah, there's so many little elements in the film that I just loved. Like there's just a scene where Tommy Lee Jones is sitting there having his breakfast, and he's got scrambled eggs piece of toast and a slice of tomato. And I'm like, that's just so simple and humble and just real. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, I you can, I, you know, you learn a lot from, you know, I mean, there's actually The Departed is a film we're going to mention. And there's a line from that where uh, Nicholson's character says that you, you learn a lot from things by watching them eat. Mm-hmm. Right. And that little diner scene where you see him having that simple honest American breakfast to me, summed up that character.
1: It's a very simple old American breakfast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, and, and, and he's a I know simple so, person that's what I'm saying. in the movie, too. It's so too. goofy, but those, these are those little things I extrapolated from the film. I just pulled those little details out. And that character is just this good man. He's a lawman. And that whole sequence where he goes, I mean, I don't know who the fuck the guy was, but he goes to that old shack. You want a cup? That's, yeah, that's one and my of dad. My, my dad loves that, that, this movie. My dad worships this movie, right? <laughs> and whenever, I gotta hang
1: out with your dad when, more than your mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Whenever I come over, though, my dad still says this to this day You want a cup? He, he's fucking <laughs> lifted that shit from fucking No Country for Old Men, you know. But there's, and there's, there's elements in that too, like, you know, you want a cup. And he's like, yeah. And he, he's like, well, how old is this? Oh, I brewed it up like a week ago. Like, holy fucking shit. You're going to drink that shit? <laughs> but apparently, like, you he don't even bat an eye. It. He's like, okay. So apparently that's like something you do. Like you drink week-old coffee that's been yeah. sitting on a burner for a week. Or it's
1: something the Coen brothers put in their script just oh, yeah. to kind of throw us a little bit. Yeah, it,
0: yeah, yeah. It's always
2: they love to throw for a loop. And, and everything, when watching a Coen brother movie, you can tell there's like little subtle things that reinforce character. There's no, oh, you're so-and-so from the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just the the dialogue and the scene themselves informs what we know about these characters. Yeah, and that's the strength could of do all their movies.
0: Whole damn movie on that. Yeah, I mean, a whole damn show on that movie. I mean, I I really it, it's one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. I I can't say enough good things about. So it just it don't it don't it just doesn't disappoint in any way whatsoever. We had great. just
1: mentioned this one, The Departed.
0: Two thousand six is The Departed.
1: You know, yes. a lot of people bash this movie to this day. A lot of people don't like it. They're nuts. They are. There are so many great characters in this movie and what I love about this is everybody's just out for themselves Mm. the entire movie is about people that are in it for themselves and they don't give a fuck I mean like Damon's character is such a pig yeah in that movie he will lie cheat and steal he would rape his own mother yeah because he doesn't give two shits about anything
0: well it's an immensely twisted plot the plot I I think it's a very complicated plot there's a lot of pieces moving in different directions but all in the same direction at the same time and of course you know it does we do understand it at the end which is great Uh, Jack Nicholson to me (laughs) is at his finest in this film yes it's who he the fuck is
1: he hasn't really done anything since this movie either top it you You can't (laughs) well that's a thing though is a Jack Nicholson Really, he spent an entire career topping himself mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Even when he was doing the silly romantic comedy, yeah, what's it
0: like what, what, with Helen Hunt? It's complicated shit what, like what's that. that. What's that? What's that movie it's, with Helen Hunt? Yeah. I, I know the name. In Greg of the, Kinnear. God damn it! I know that. I love that movie. I
2: love it. Something's got to give. No. Yes. No.
0: No. No. It. No. No. Never mind. You guys know what it is, or yeah. look at look. Somebody look. Tweet at
2: us and let us know. Yeah, tweet tweet at, us. at us and let us Fuck know. Fuck you, suck.
0: That's tweet at is. me. Look it up, Chris. Poonslayer Slayer sixty nine. Um, that's, S- <laughs> that's my new Twitter handle. You fucking twit. Poon oh, crusher thirty two. As good as it gets. <laughs> as good as it gets. I can watch that movie over and over again. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
2: Pooh I was just picturing someone on like reviewing movies and just doing this really heartfelt review yeah. of that movie. Being and like, then just at the end of it, pooh pooh slayers. Pooh slayers. Pooh <laughs> as good as
0: it gets, is it's a very different role for Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's it's, 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 he's a, he's a bastard in that movie though, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Going back to the departed, that's a man with no, there's no redemption. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like you said about Damon's character. You know, they don't. There's nobody in the film really gives a shit. Even uh, what's his name, uh, Wahlberg's character. Yeah. I mean, they all have their own. But I mean, Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Wahlberg think, is the hero of the story. Wahlberg, yeah. He, well, ultimately he is. But even Wahlberg, I think if there's any type of thing with, from the performances in the film or the writing of the film, I think Wahlberg's character may a little went, went a little overboard as far as like the overall like dickishness of somebody. Oh, yeah, how hostile he was. Yeah. It was like, dude, come on, man. You can't be that much of a dick. Um. But however, you do see like in the interview in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. with with Leo um. He talks all this shit to him, just fucking beats him down, gives him hell, and then they get to the they get to the meat of it. And it's like, okay, dude, we're counting on you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? You just you just spent the last hour I mean, talking shit yeah, to you me. You spent dude. an hour ball busting me. What the? Fuck? Yeah, and all of a sudden you want me to help you. Um, every character in that film, they just all have. It's such an immense film, I think, um, but it all comes back. <laughs> What? What are you laughing I'm just,
1: at? I'm reading something from the movie. Is there and, actually a Poon Slayer
0: 69
2: it, no, it out there that right now?
0: I told Co- you that's my that's my IMDB I went, page. I went,
1: <laughs> Costello says, "Who let this IRA motherfucker in my bar?" Oh God! Only kidding. How's your mother? Only kidding. How's your
0: mother? <laughs> only kidding. How's your <laughs> mother? And that's that's
2: another like- thing I love about this movie is that it's an Irish crime movie. Yes. And just for me, that's that's yeah. what I need.
0: That line. That line posts out to. Um, you know, how, you know, how's your mother? Oh, she's on our way out. Uh, we all are, act accordingly. It's <laughs> yeah. well, like, dude, holy shit, man. Uh, it's just, you know, it's got another, It's you know, Dropkick Murphys is on the soundtrack, yeah. one of their most fucking prolific songs they play now, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of rock and roll in that soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it had that Goodfellas kind of feel to me, but, you know, obviously now with Italians or, or Irish, it isn't more like we said, an Irish film. It's an Irish type film. The the they keep bringing the mafia and Providence, you know, and shit like that. And that's what I find interesting is that you have this Irish faction who are just as badass. Mm. Like at least, I mean, if you read if you read your history, you know that these guys were all they were all equally horrible. Like Whitey Bulger. Yeah, yeah. There is a good example, right? Um, Oh, we forgot about that movie. Oh yeah, Black Mass. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Black Mass.
2: is that the one where Johnny Depp Johnny looks Depp. where he, for the last like 10 years, he's just like, how much makeup and crazy shit can I put
0: on me? Well, his yeah. face is getting more and more square. That's true. I, he's, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on.
1: Black Mass is pretty damn good, though. Mm-hmm. It, a lot
0: it's, of, it's not historic. I mean, I and I don't shoot films down for this. It's it, not it does, historically it's accurate. It's not very yeah. accurate. And that's fine. And that's cool. I enjoyed it. I bought a copy of it. I have a copy of it at home. I, I thought it was a yeah, cool I flick. Li- I liked it. It's, I dug it. it's
1: a very cold, incalculated movie, yeah. mm-hmm. just well, like he was.
0: That's what I was saying about the Departed, though. You get the other side of this coin, where you're seeing the Irish just knocking off Italians left and right, just killing them, beating the shit out of these guys. You know, like, and it's like, well, man, these guys aren't maybe that as tough as I thought they were. You know, that's kind of how it's presented to you, right? Hmm. I love this movie. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. He's great. The guy's totally stressed out. The whole film. <laughs> oh, you know, I love that smoking. one
2: shot where he he's in the bar and he just beats the shit out of the guy. Yeah, well, uh, that's oh yeah. That's a great sequence. That's oh yeah. like oh yeah. to in Cra- my mind, give me when a I cranberry. Give me he a cranberry juice. Slams
0: it on that yeah. guy. Give me a cranberry juice.
1: <laughs> Which
0: what? I'd my girlfriend takes it for a period. Yeah, you on your period? That's it. He gets his ass whooped. You sound more
1: like Cartman than Jack yeah. Nicholson, though. That was kind that of wasn't like Jack Nicholson, the other that was,
0: that
2: was one of the guys who Aye. was uh, heckling him. He oh, was doing right. shit in the bar, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And he's just like, what you drinking?
0: Cranberry juice. Put you on your period. I mean, <laughs> he just, just talk shit back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, another. I mean, I can watch that. I've watched that movie so many goddamn times. I love that movie. It's just so much fun to watch. You know, it starts. It, it, Again, brutal as fuck, dude. These guys are, you know. And there's just a lot of little, you know, like the marsh. You know, if you remember the the marsh, I told you to dump the body in the marsh, not some place where some guy goes to get a fucking blow job. You know, and the guy starts laughing. He's like, he's like, don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. I mean, there's just that's the boss yelling at you, and these guys know, like, they can get they can get bumped off too. Yeah. But you know the guy can't help himself; he's laughing his ass off. He just—it's funny shit. There's a lot of stuff to laugh at. This it, is another one of
1: those movies, though, too, where you don't get a lot of backstory about the characters. No, but you can sympathize and you can connect with all the characters. Matt Damon, like I said, he's a total prick.
0: But what do you but think you're you gonna, associate
1: yeah. with him? You can you understand. This guy, and then same thing with Nicholson. Like, yeah, he's just trying to live the American dream by yeah.
0: doing blow off a hooker's ass. You know, we all want that. We all want We all want to do. With yeah. Damon's character, though, I was always like, what kind of future does this person think they're going to have? When you cross everybody, yeah. you know you're going to die badly. I mean, you know, <laughs> badly. At the end of the film, it really does end. You see him dead. Yeah, and that little rat. Yep, walks on the windowsill. That's sill. my favorite ending shot of a Scorsese movie. It's beautiful. I love it. It's perfect. The symbolism. It's su- it it lines it right up. So yeah, The Departed. Um, if you haven't seen that, get you're, on de- it. You depart yourself because you're out of your mind. You should
2: depart have... this podcast. Watch it and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then
1: we can talk and then listen to it again so we get the extra download. You fuckface.
2: <laughs> yeah. Daddy needs his milk money, bitch.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Let's switch up gears. Yes. Chris, go ahead. It's on you. you There's
1: so many great movies, but really, we only talked about true romance for a minute, and this is another movie I adore from the 90s. This was during the whole Tarantino era where he really started to get out in the public eye. I saw this one in the theater. Numerous times, yeah. stoned out of my mind. I love Rosanna Arquette in yeah. this movie. She is like the perfect damsel in distress. And Gandolfini in this movie.
0: I Badass.
1: He's so brutal and cold. But he's so
0: cool. He's, he is. That's. I just watched this the other night, and I watched it that The scene. The scene. The scene. And he's trying to be cool. He's like, look, you got two choices. Make the right one you know, and I'll leave you alone. I ah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to be cool, you know, and then finally, you know, she just fucks with him to the point where he just gets pissed off I and mean, we know how it all ends. Right. Um, you know, there's the, probably one of the, my favorite scenes of all time in film is when, you know, with Walken's appearance in the film, that whole scene in the trailer and what goes down there, yes. that's something that sticks in your head. That just doesn't, that don't leave you anytime soon. And the way it just plays out. And then you see walking. this like, hey, I love this guy. Yeah. Like this, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucked. It's over, dude. But he knew that. I, and that's one thing I thought about in the, in the play of that scene is that there's a certain point where Dennis Hopper's character knows he's not getting out. He right. knows he's going to die. Right. Um, That happened, the same idea type of thing happened in Breaking Bad. Um, And I'm not a Breaking Bad expert, but it's one thing I did see where, you know, just please don't kill him. And the other guy, he's like, you're an idiot. He's like, you're the smartest person I know, but you're an idiot. I knew from the second I got into the situation that this guy was going to kill me. So, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, and that's what that's what Dennis Hopper did mm-hmm. he knew he was gonna he was gonna die there was no way he was getting out of that so he might as well just stuck it in their ass on the way out and had a little fun with them, right mm-hmm. one of the most impressionable scenes I've ever seen in a movie is is that scene right there so Truman yeah. what
1: Christ. I love about this movie is that you have basically the star-crossed lovers mm-hmm. you got Christian Slater yeah. and Arquette and it's a crime movie but at the same time it's kind of a road trip movie too it's a a fun movie it's
2: it's like a multitude of of movies which is what tarantino does best is that yeah you could say oh it's it's a crime movie it's a it's a road trip movie it's a love story it's fucking funny as hell there's so many different things that you can describe that movie and that's the best. And that's the best type of movie if you can just throw out like different things for it.
1: Well, and the cool thing about this one also is that Tarantino didn't direct this. This was just no, he wrote his it. script, and Tony Scott directed it. So it had the cinematography and that huge look that Tony Scott always had in his movies. These really wide shots. Yeah. But then you had the really close in shots too, like the scene in the mobile home. Mm -hmm. there's so much and gary oldman is just (laughs) wow dude wow again one of the ultimate villains he's like boba fett in this movie is what he is he's the guy that you only get five minutes of but he's that character you always want to see more of yeah which is really really cool too yeah true
0: romance is another masterpiece um and it's one I've only watched a handful of times also. It's one of those ones I should be watching more and more of to, to soak it in. Um, and I think I will. I, I'll, I'm really going to – I love the movie. I love it. It's so cool. That whole scene,
1: like this was during the early 90s, and this is when the huge – the big push of marijuana was really like out in the public eye again. Yeah. Everybody was a stoner. We were coming out of the grunge era – and I just remember that scene with Brad Pitt when he's just sitting in the living room on the couch smoking weed out of that honey bear. Yeah, <laughs> and they show up knocking at the door looking for Christian Slater. Yeah, and he's like, "Want to hit?" You know, it's just yeah. I fucking he
0: don't crack think up about time. it, man. Yeah, the rest of us be we shitting our pants. Like, well, it's oh funny too
1: because you've got this huge actor like Brad Pitt who wasn't you know a huge star yet, but. You've got him in this little cameo role.
0: Well, he did that with, well, he did that in Burn After Writing. Was that was it Burn After, Burn after Writing? Reading. Burn After Reading. Burn yeah. After Reading, yeah. He, oh, did he, he dies head. so badly in that's that movie. My yeah. favorite. That's my favorite Boom, part of dead. the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the coop but it, that character he played, and that's like way longer into his career. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still doing fun roles like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool about him. I
1: this think guy. Brad Pitt is just one of those dudes that like he's this huge actor, but
0: he was born to be a character actor. He was born yeah. to be
1: a character actor, but I think he, we would probably like be cool hanging out with him, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'd be fun to drink with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he'd be fun to get loaded with. It'd gotta be hilarious. <laughs> Let's talk about Guy Ritchie for a second. All righty. Yeah. Um, two films that I cannot watch enough. Um, we'll just kind of lump them into, into one. They're kind of the same idea. Snatch mm-hmm. and Lockstock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Those movies to me they're like to if I had kids they'd be like I there's just no way I can like there's no like there's like no way I can like one more than the other. They're both they're different. They're vastly different. They're both crime films. Mm-hmm. But they're vastly different in their scope and their story. Right. Um you know, you got to you got a bleed of a lot of characters between the films which I always like seeing, right? You got Alan Ford for example. Um who plays a lesser role in Lockstock, but a very prominent role in Snatch, and he's badass in both of them. He's you know he's an absolute badass in both well, of them. Well, because you
1: don't need too much of him.
0: No, you don't. He's so impressionable. Bricktop uh, in Snatch. I mean, that character, down to his fucking teeth. I know. <laughs> down to his teeth. When you watch him snarl, you know, get us a cup of tea, will you hear? You know, that whole thing. Goody gumdrops. I love when he says that shit, dude. Like, this is like the nastiest fucker in England. And go ahead. I think I'm more of a Snatch
1: fan than a Lockstock fan, though. I think so, too. I like them both, but I feel like he released Lockstock, and then with Snatch, he perfected the product. He built on that. It moves a lot faster. Yeah. The editing in Snatch is amazing. And let's go back to Brad Pitt. The dude is a fucking chameleon. He changes. Yeah, there he is. Uh, he's a total different nationality, basically, in this movie and
0: pulls it off. Well, in the dialect, the, the Pikey dialect, <laughs> yeah. they actually have that. In the. I mean, I got that DVD set years ago, and they actually do have a setting uh, for the for the subtitles called Pikey Say What? And it literally is the <laughs> subtitles for the Pikeys so, because you can't understand a lot of the shit they were saying. And Brad Pitt, yeah, to really take that role and... You get what he's saying, even if you don't yeah. have the subtitles. Mm-hmm. You get the gist of what's going right, on. You like right. Dags. You like Dags. Oh, dogs! You know, I mean, you get what he's saying, <laughs> but it's just this fucking broken up thing. You don't, don't, you know, they're not Irish, they're not English, they're not something. They're just uh, they're gypsies, right? I think Snatch does move fast. It's added a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's got just that quick motion we're talking about. It's really cool. Um, but Lockstock, I think it's it's a slower film. But I love the story, and I love how it how it all comes together. I like Vinnie Jones in both those films. Mm-hmm.
1: Vinnie Jones is always a badass. Vinnie yeah. Jones
0: in Snatch, I like him a lot better in Snatch because the way he comes into the film is fucking great. Just beating the shit out of some guy. <laughs> Just, I mean, you, you can't you can't touch that shit. It's great. There's so many things. You laugh a lot through Snatch. It's a it's a great
2: movie. It makes me miss that Guy Richie. Yeah. And and my secret hope is that Aladdin is like a Guy Ritchie crime movie, <laughs> <laughs> like the genie is like Jason Statham. Well, oh, you've did... never had a friend like me.
0: <laughs> I'd watch. Well, I'd well, he did. He did Revolver. Revolver. Yeah. Yeah. It I Revo- was so excited for Revolver when I saw. I'm like, oh my God, Guy Ritchie. I... Ugh. Ugh. What
1: the but Revolver, <laughs> You know, you know, Revolver is still a decent movie. It's not terrible. It's still but Guy it, Ritchie. Go? The the issue is that Guy Ritchie went from doing what he does best and like most directors that do that, you know, they do their own thing for a while. They have this uh they come out with all the indie stuff. They get everything out of them and then they become part Of the studio system Yeah yeah, And the studio system Sucks them in and says Oh Well now We want you to make Sherlock Holmes As a franchise Mm -hmm. Thank you And he makes a couple of those And I do like the Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes movies They still have The Guy Ritchie style To them And they still feel Natural to his form However Now He's doing You know That shitty movie With Madonna In it Oh my god And then he did the King Arthur movie. Literally, to me, the movie is unwatchable dreck.
2: I have not seen it yet. I was kind of looking forward to hate watching it.
1: Yeah, you're going to hate fuck that movie. (laughs) Hate fuck that movie. (laughs) Because I tell you what, it is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. We went to the screening for it. Other writers from the site will tell you they enjoy it. Yeah, But when we went to the press screening for it, usually in any movie about halfway through, I got to take a leak. When I got up to take a leak and we were like dead center in our aisle, I got up and everybody to the left of me was, had their heads down and there were people snoring and sleeping. I was like, yes, this is an actual failure. Mm -hmm. And he does weird shit in this movie too. The super fast edits and stuff. And it's, it, Dude, this is King Arthur.
2: I, I hope that that's part of the reason I want it to be in Aladdin. Just yeah. to see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like a like a South London version yeah. of Aladdin, and just that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in in your mind, for all the
2: wrong reasons.
0: Yeah. All right. So okay, Guy Ritchie, those two films are the shit. Mm-hmm. I can watch. I can't watch those enough.
1: Or that he can fuck off
0: blow blow is a pretty great movie it's pretty good johnny depp i can watch that's a pretty epic film Mm -hmm. a lot happens there right um spit it out (laughs) it just bums me out so hard it's, it's one of those, you know, and we've talked about The Godfather. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of these films really, like Snatch, you know, Snatch and Lockstock, those ones were more, they really are more comedies, right? Mm-hmm. They're a different take on this whole organized crime thing. So they do end in their own way. People die, mm-hmm. but it's more, <laughs> fuck him. He was he's a dick, anyways, right? Um, <laughs> Blow, that really choked me up. Ray Liotta, who's in Blow, there's a scene, uh, there's a couple of scenes where, you know, and there was, there was that, that thread that went through the film about him the, and his dad, the father son, relationship. His, yeah, you know, and there's, there's a there's a line from that movie that never left me where, you know, you know, they're talking about him being a drug dealer. He's on the run and he's having a drink with his dad. He kind of came there to crash out and hide. And he says to his dad, Ray Liotta and says, you know, dad, you know, You know, he's like, you know, you should get out of this shit. You know, get your your act together. And he's like, but dad, I'm really great at what I do. I'm really great at what I do. And he's like, George, you could have been great at anything you did. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, damn, that's fucking heavy, you know. And then you you fast forward to the end where he's locked up now. And they're like, your dad's dying. Here's a tape recorder. Record a message to him. We're going to give it to him. And he records this thing, which I'm that that teared me up. And then you see, you fast forward, you know, they, they show Ray Liotta listening to it as this dying old man by himself. And it's like, God damn, dude. You know, what have you done? What have you fucking done, dude? What have you done to your father? You can apologize all you want now. It's too late. Yeah. This is, it's definitely a heavy movie. There it's are. A different, it's a really... Yeah, it's a very heavy, go ahead.
1: It's a true story, Yeah. so obviously we're all going to sympathize with the characters a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, he was very, very talented at what he
0: did. Yeah. He brought cocaine to the U.S. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of fun in the movie. You see a lot of, you know, we got Pee Wee Herman. That's always
2: it's always great to see serious Paul Rubens and yeah, something. Yeah,
0: which he did a great job. Yeah. He did a fucking great job in the movie. I think he played that character really well. Mm. Um, but it really just crash lands into what we see him, you know, in prison as, which is, is like literally a shell of himself.
1: This is very much a rock and roll movie, though. Too. This oh, yeah. is like mm-hmm. the rise to fame, but instead it's about a drug, de- about a cocaine dealer. Yeah. It also echoes Boogie Nights. It's, in it has very, a lot of a lot. Nights. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the party sequences, mm-hmm. you know, him getting involved in the business. But I do I love the character arc to this movie too. You know, from him getting into the business, reaching the height. Of being the biggest dealer in the world, basically, or um, smuggler in the world, yeah. <laughs> and the fallout of his relationships with his daughter, reconnecting with her. There's a really good backstory yeah. to this. Oh yeah, totally. but he was a totally shitty person too. He, he was, oh. a, he was yeah. an asshole.
0: He was an asshole. But there was there was that whole threat of him like, okay, one more deal and I'm out and I can just leave and live the rest of my life. You know, that's what really breaks your heart is like, you know, it's just one more.
1: Well, when he's in that room at the end and it's all dark, you know, he's trying to make that final deal. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, shit. It's, it's about a, to crash. You're duly,
0: duly fucked him over. You know, it's like, oh, God. You know, we didn't, uh, we've talked about these in the same breath before, and we might as well, it's not going to be the same breath tonight. I'm surprised about that. Casino. You know. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But you got... you got. Come on. It's that same great flavor. Joe Pesci, De Niro, those two men right there. You know, Al Pacino, of course, isn't in, in Casino. But, yeah. um, you know, Ray Liotta isn't in Casino. He's in Goodfellas. But you got that core mm-hmm. to me, which is... It is that core. Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. We get that in Goodfellas. You get that in Casino also. Different... But the same to me. Casino made me want to buy suits. It's true. Everybody in that movie looks fly as fuck. They look. And you know what? Those suits. <laughs> I looked into those suits that De Niro was wearing. No less than two grand a piece. Because I'm like, I'm going to buy a suit like that. That looks fucking. You know, A pink and navy blue yeah. checkered jacket. You know, with a pink shirt and a white tie and some navy blue pants and some fucking white leather shoes, dude. I'm like, dude, that's it. That's that's the look right there. Two grand, you're gonna find. You're gonna have to pay for something that good, dude.
1: I think this is this is a common thread with these movies. Casino is another movie about the American dream. Oh, totally.
0: Well,
2: I mean, yeah. I think crime and the American dream are kind of linked. Yeah. I mean, it is that desire to you know build something. And even if it's it's not the traditional or legal way, it is still about that.
0: Well, and the sopranos, that thread, I hate to derail, but no, it, it no, makes dude, sense on point. There's that thread that always runs through runs through that entire series and, and and Carmela, Eddie Falco. Yeah, yes, thank you. Um, she finally says it one day. she's like, you know, you laugh and you play and you eat and you party something like that and you never and you you pretend like there isn't this giant black cloud hanging over hanging us. over you all the time yeah cuz there's always that looming thing of all these shitty things you've done it's going to catch up to you sooner or later right and that's kind of what happens in a lot of the other films too i think um you know goodfellas Joe Pesci's character he did some really shitty things mm-hmm. dude
1: seriously though that scene, this popped up in my feed on Facebook. Somebody had reshared the Pesci and his brother. Oh, and Casino, death yeah, that, yeah, Casino, that. We gotta get to that. That this is like the most brutal thing I've ever seen in a movie. Somebody shared it. That death sequence in that it's movie horrendous. is it's so it's like hyper realism, and you see their faces being crushed and yeah. just being brutalized by bats and whatever else. That is to me like the epitome of the brutality of mm-hmm. the criminal underworld and that basically at all costs they are, you're going to die and it's going to be mm-hmm. bad and they're going to just take you out in some fucking field yeah, beat you to death yeah. and then throw you and your brother in a ditch yeah
0: it's never to be seen churning. again yeah it i think is. i think um what i find super interesting about that is all the guys that were beating them literally into bloody pulps um it was their friend they were their friends yeah Mm -hmm. which is that common thread if you do any type of reading in the mafia and organized crime, they're like oh yeah yeah sometimes you had to make that choice like this is the guy i grew up with this is my best friend but i gotta take him out And it's Mm -hmm. like this is part of the life right that's the reality of it um and that's one thing you know like frank vincent who plays you know he he, frank vincent was also in the sopranos too um he's what you know he's and just pounding the shit out of him. You know, that's his buddy. They were, like, inseparable through the entire running time of Casino. You rarely you, you saw those guys not, you know, but not together.
1: Pesci crossed the line. He did too much bad shit for yeah. too long. And that's the funny thing is Pesci did so much stupid shit, we have to take him out. So what do they do? They do more crazy-ass shit and murder <laughs> him. It's this revolving
2: oh, yeah, circle. It's, it's a... It's a... You're a, dra- a head chasing a tail. Yes, the way that the
0: way that that scene looks, and it is probably the most prolific scene in that movie. It's uh-huh. just it's it's hard to get out of your head once you see it. You can't unsee it. Um, where Pesci reaches out and says, "Come on, you're gonna come on." He's still breathing. Just you know, just just leave him alone. He's still breathing. And Frank Vincent looks at him and goes, "Oh, okay," and just goes right for the head. Goes the, right for the fucking melon, dude. It's all over with.
1: The hardest part in that movie for me is watching Joe Pesci make out with Sharon Stone. <laughs> oh god,
0: dude, <laughs> Holy it's shit. so
1: uncomfortable. It's like, dude, like she's like eight feet taller than you. It just looks, it looks weird.
2: Off. It looks like a like a dwarf climbing a well, tree. Whole, the way that, <laughs> that way
1: that
0: whole thing played out, you knew it was gonna happen. Jack and the Beanstalk.
1: <laughs>
0: you knew it was gonna happen. Like that whole, they're by themselves, they're sitting on the couch together with their arms around each other, you know, and it's supposed to be like this harmless, you know, consoling. Yeah. It's Joe Pesci. You know he's going to do gonna something bad. It. You know, it's just, he's going to be fucking it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, flawless movie, in my opinion. It's right there. It's with, a 10 out of 10. It, it's right there with goodfellows. It's another one of those ones. I'll say that same thing. Like if, uh, two children. I can watch Goodfellows and Casino back and forth, back and forth. Frankly, stylistically, I think Casino actually is a bit more colorful than. Good. Oh, it is. Goodfellas oh, yeah. is a darker yeah. film. Well, because casino, you have you have the you lights, you yeah, it's just, yes. but you have the like you said, like I said, you have, De Niro's character wearing just I love the suits, and there's just these great scenes like when he's in his office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me three minutes, and he gets up and he's wearing he 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 he's, he don't have his pants on. He's in his underwear. Yeah, he's comfortable though. I know that. That's a, I know I, that comfort. I totally love that because yeah. yeah, the first thing I do when I get home is I drop trow. I totally drop trow and you know get comfortable. And he's in his office and in, in his solitary confinement of his office, and he's got to go put his pants on now because he has a guest. I just love those little fucking like nuggets you throw in, man. I, I love that movie. Liam I,
2: throwing all, out. Are you all excited for the? I'm gonna t- we're gonna talk a little. Uh, just one more Scorsese thing. Yeah. yeah. Are you all excited for the Irishman?
1: I, I am.
2: The, it's going to be the reunion of the yes. century, and I am so fucking hyped. Yeah.
0: We we couldn't end this show. Which I, Chris has got the look at it. No, face no, like. I'm good. we oh. got a few more minutes. Well, we we couldn't could not talk about The, the Irishman, which is going to be the reunion. I am so
2: excited for that movie. And, and the people who are, aren't Joe Pesci and them, like Bobby Cannavale, I think Al Pacino's in it. Al Pacino, yeah. They're um, all in it. They're Al all in Pacino, it.
1: Pacino, De Niro... Mm-hmm. Pesci, Pesci. They, they. I heard something about Kaitel. I think Keitel? he's in it too. Kaitel yeah. hasn't done anything in like forever, yeah. forever.
0: So yeah, I think that it's going to be. It will not fail. I we it, hope. I'm so it, excited. It, it, it we won't. hope. It, 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 if it fails, that means it's so bad. Monumentally, well, Netflix is going to be pissed, and it can't be that bad.
1: Oh, that's right, because it is going to be a Netflix, it's a Netflix movie, Netflix isn't it? Film,
0: Paramount, Paramount, dude,
1: that's crazy.
0: It can't be, it it can't be that bad, though. World. How, how do you think that movie is going to fail?
2: No, if it doesn't get enough screens,
0: because
2: the Netflix, the way they distribute their original movies. It's almost fucking impossible to find. Them.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, more. <laughs> right. I mean, look, we are all fans of these people. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. Like you put those three actors. Oh, in a movie, yeah. I'm going to freaking watch it. Oh,
1: definitely. And I'm going to
0: love it. because I love those men. Right. Of course. You
1: know, I'm just wondering about Pesci. He hasn't done a movie in like mm. easily 10 years it's now. Peshy. It's Pesci. So hopefully.
0: Hopefully it's the best. Yeah. But I think I think it'll be fine. I'm not worried about that movie. He really awesome.
1: Scorsese now kind of needs a little bit of uh, revitalization. He needs, a hit. he needs something that's going to be big again. I kind of wish this was coming to theaters instead. I because, think
2: they're going to do a theatrical. Are playing. they? Okay, I think because that's the plan.
1: You know, Silence. I love that movie.
2: That was a masterpiece. It was
1: a masterpiece, but most people did not enjoy that movie because mm-hmm. it is a very very hard watch. So. Yeah. Liam, give us another crime movie, yo. All
2: right, I'll give you <laughs> another. I'll give you one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Heat. Oh, fuck yeah. My love of Michael Mann. I was not going to let this go unmentioned. Yes. I think it's one of the best crime movies ever made, and I would mention it as one of the best films ever made. Um, it is Michael Mann at the apex of his ability And it's just incredible to watch. I've seen this film 10 times, and I get something new out of it every time.
1: There's great characters in this movie, Mm -hmm. too. Go ahead. This is man actually delivering perfection Mm -hmm. as far as his career goes. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of shit, too. He really has. In the past few years, he's made a ton of bad movies, but he is like you said it's the rewatchability is there yeah it's one of, it,
0: it's it's a it's a hit we all know that and that's why yeah whenever you see best of lists anywhere that movie is always at the top you know and it isn't a real like like oh i we, i think we really hit like the friggin meat of this genre oh tonight. yeah he mm-hmm. it's a bit different i think it's amazing it's totally amazing I think we really, I think, unfortunately, we just kind of, a lot of the shit we talked about really was mafia films, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Heat isn't, you know, it's not that. It's a different idea, right? Mm -hmm. And De Niro's character, if if there's anybody as far as, like, really, like, identifying with a character, like, oh, dude, you know, this is a dream. This is another dream, right? Get out of this shit. You You know, I hate to fly off that, but (laughs) <laughs> I didn't put it on this list, but we're going to mention this. Well... Superfly. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> I think I may have mentioned it a couple weeks ago. We did. But it's the same idea. Like, we trying to get out, right? Um, and it all keeps tying into the, uh, this thread, and heat's no... It, it rides... A, it's about this dream, the American dream, right? I mean, I think De Niro... <laughs> De Niro and Pacino, you're squaring those two off. That's literally a square off with those two guys mm-hmm. in that film. Um, was there ever a film with those two characters like in that context like that? I don't No, think
1: not it. where they're facing off. They've been on the same side of the coin. This is like the first time they played them against each other. Yeah, yeah. One it, good, one bad.
2: And I think it's, it's one of my favorite scenes ever, that scene. It's just such a... a in that movie, every scene, the action is epic and crazy, and then just here comes the sit-down conversation, and that's the most compelling scene in the movie. If you can make two people talking...
0: That cool. In, that
2: cool and that interesting, you've succeeded as a filmmaker.
1: I love, you know, the breakdown of the construct of the family in this movie, too, with, like, Val Kilmer in yeah. Ashley Judd. This is probably one of Val Kilmer's best roles too because he's not really the star of no. the movie. He's kind of a secondary character, but you really get a lot out of that relationship, how their marriage is falling apart because of his criminal involvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's she's just beautiful in that movie too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll just They're throw cool, that out there. Gorgeous. But yeah, yeah. I
0: love heat. It's,
2: it's different. And it has my favorite Paci- Pacino line he has got a great got ass a great ass. <laughs> they took that out of the director's cut and I was so upset. What? It's yeah. it's yeah. like the best lie in the movie. I know, but it's in and Hank Azaria's face after he says it is one of my favorite things ever because he's just like,
0: <laughs> do I keep going? Do we throw any more out here? What you do you want to do? Go, yeah, Chris? we can. We can hit. Uh, let's damn. hit one more. Let's hit one more. God, he. That. Thanks for bringing that up, Liam. Oh, of I'm course. I'm glad you did. I had it on the list here. And
1: what about a Clockwork Orange? I think that this difference. is totally different than everything else we've talked Kubrick, about tonight. Man,
0: probably in his, his most insane work ever. I think the, mm-hmm. Clockwork <laughs> Orange. I mean, it's legendary. Clockwork Orange was a film like we were growing up. It's like, like that was like the only like T-shirt of a movie that you'd wear. Mm -hmm. if if that that makes any sense like all of us metal kids and like punk kids growing up like you know you're not cool to watch a movie you know you gotta just have Slayer t-shirts and shit all the time but A Clockwork Orange was I remember we, we heard all this shit about this movie like how crazy this movie was right and we got a VHS copy of it and like a bunch of us all me and the cronies sat down and watched this movie and it was I think it may have been one of the most violent things I saw at that age you know, because there was some pretty. Well, there's some intense shit. rape in there. Yeah. There's
1: yeah. beatings. His reprogramming at the end. That is one of the hardest things to watch I've ever seen mm-hmm. yeah. on film. I mean, that is brutal. It there, really is. It, it,
0: it, it's a fucking meltdown. That's it what it is. It really is. is. It, it's, it, it's a meltdown. It's
2: like. I mean, that singing in the rain sequence, I was like 14, 15 when I saw it, and that like blew my mind. Yeah. I've never felt a film amaze me and repulse me at yeah, the same yeah. time. Well, and, and, and I just think
0: the idea what of it, it works. Yeah, yeah, I think the idea of the movie, it's a very original idea. And it's, I mean, I, we've seen a lot of films about reprogramming, you know, ideas mm-hmm. of that. But I think this movie really, you took the worst of the worst. This guy's a piece of shit. He's a really bad person. And
1: his friends are really bad, too.
0: Yeah. And we Mm -hmm. see what
1: happens to them. And this is the... It's the same thing like we talked about with Casino. You know, they end up beating the fuck out of their friend. Yeah. There's almost no loyalty in the crime game.
0: Well, there was a lot of... I think there was a lot of... Let's... Revenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was things done to them um, when he was on the other side of that. Um, and I mean, yeah. Think about that for a minute. Like somebody slices your hand open, right? I'm gonna fuck you up. Ouch! And then, and then a few years later, you're a cop. Yes. Right. Yeah. This what are you before, gonna do? This, this is way before cell phone cameras and shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a lot of elements in that film. Kubrick. I, it's my favorite Kubrick film, easily. dude. So there's just no way I could. I could ever deny any. There's just so much going on in that film. And yeah, the way it does end, you know, that whole the whole steak scene cracks me up. Just, you know, he just keeps opening his mouth for more steak. (laughs) I mean, it's such a great sequence, um, but there's some really hard shit to watch in that movie. Um, And, you know, I, I, I won't even pretend to say I understand how it all works, like the way they looked and the gang that they were a part of. And the milk bar and all these, uh, these elements. I, I didn't take the time at this point to really understand all that. Maybe I should, but it's a freaking wild movie to watch. And it's a different, it really is a different view on crime. You know, mm-hmm. it, isn't, it isn't your standard thing. I don't know where the fuck it came from. That's the thing. Like, where the fuck did this idea come from?
1: No idea. But uh, this is a, this is a classic film. Complete mm-hmm. classic. This is a this is a movie you if you're a film fan and you've not seen a Clockwork Orange, yeah, you should seriously like hurt yourself. Just, like take what, a shovel, go watch it. Yeah. Take a shovel, bash yourself in the <laughs> face a few fucking times because you deserve it, Joe Pesci style. <laughs> Joe All right, Pesci we're gonna wrap style. this up, but before we do, I'm actually gonna just run down this list that we had: Ooh. American Gangster, Boondock oh, Saints, Ooh. Cape Fear, yes. Dog Day Afternoon, mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood. Yes. Did I put that down there? No, I did though. That's a
2: classic. It is classic.
1: Donnie Brasco. Yeah, that's Funny Games. Movie. Funny oh, Games. Fuck yeah. Gangs in New York. Yeah. In Cold Blood. Total yes, classic. Yeah. Sixty-seven. Insomnia, both versions. Yeah. Insane. Leon the Professional, yeah. which I love that movie. Uh, that's a classic. This is what this sits in my top ten.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, movies of shit.
1: I've seen this movie probably more times than the Star Wars movies.
0: Mm. I All right, Miller's love. Crossing. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a great Mystic one River. Miller's crawling, Crossing. Mystic, Miller, Miller, Mystic Miller's River. Mystic River.
2: Mystic River always makes me think there's this video of some guy imitating Sean Penn in that movie. He's <laughs> like, Is that my daughter in there? And he's just yelling it at random people. So that movie's ruined because every time that scene happens, <laughs> I just think of that fucking video. <laughs> Is my daughter in there? Is
1: that my daughter in there? Miller's Crossing. Oh, yeah. right, So that one, Pulp Fiction, mm. Reservoir Dogs, Scarface. Mm-hmm. Serpico. How
0: did not talk about fucking Scarface?
1: Taxi Driver, Shawshank Redemption, Silence of the Lambs, Ooh. The Usual Suspects, Traffic. Anybody get to you yet? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody come at you? All right, everybody. This was episode 59 of Real Crime. We'll be back next week.
0: Have a good one. We need a lot of friends in here.
2: Visit us at
0: www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.